The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. You know why we're in this business is to help people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Explain to me why when we had the ability to clone, we cloned a stupid sheep instead of you. Because you, it sounds to me like you could do a lot more good than Dolly the sheep could have. I like that, Chris. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. What is the most important nutrient that we need for a long and healthy life? Sugar. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it even stronger now that Chris has just shouted that out, that you're not going to get it, but I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. Uh-huh. I'm going to circle back, back to it and answer it shortly. Okay. Now, if your mouth hurts... How do you think that's going to affect how you feel overall? And then, of course, what you eat. If you're in pain all the time, that means that your adrenal glands are responding to pain, which is seen as stress. If you're not sleeping well, then everything is off and your quality of life, your energy, your mood, your stamina and your overall health is not what it could be. Your mouth is hopefully full of teeth. Your saliva is flowing because it's the first enzyme that starts this process of digestion and your jaw is hopefully in line and your teeth come together so that you can easily chew your food with those pearly whites, AKA your teeth. But what happens if it hurts to chew? What if your bite is off and that you're working those jaw muscles in a way that's not lined up? Have you ever noticed that you've got some soreness in your jaw, maybe in the morning or late afternoon? Or what about headaches? You've got maybe some pain that spreads in behind your eyes. If you feel it in your face, maybe your shoulder, maybe your neck and your back. What if you're suffering with dizziness or numbness or some sort of tingling sensation in your fingers? Yes, a lot of those things are all outside your mouth, but could it actually come from your jaw? It makes sense if your jaw is clicking and popping or maybe it locks and you've got some limited movement where you just can't get that, I don't know what, like ice cream into your mouth, Chris, right? Like it makes sense that there's like, ah, I can't eat this huge, I don't know, whatever, and get it into your mouth. But, you know, that clenching, that grinding that you experience, you half know about, but a lot of people just don't know about. Now, I've mentioned all of this because it could come from a local pain point that might send you to see your dentist, or it might not. And there are so many situations where people just don't understand that what they're suffering with can come from this temporal mandibular joint, or TMJ is much easier to say. Now, there's a situation that's further. Well, I mean, that's the actual joint. That's the TMJ. That's really what's going on sort of like right behind your ears if you stick your fingers in your ears. And then you've got how that affects your cranial or, you you know, around everything that's in your head and your, and your skull. And then there's this big fat 
uh, muscle that goes on top of it. And if you're not in alignment, then you can end up with all sorts of situations, which then become a TMD, which is the disorder part of this whole situation. Now, the joint that's connecting your jawbone to your skull, you have one on either side of your jaw, and it can cause an awful lot of pain. And so many people don't understand that. Now, this may be a little out of left fields, but after we talked about in episode 90 about mouth breathing, this was just something I don't want to try and squeeze into that. So today on Eat This with Leanne, TMJ disorders, how that affects our sleep, and really just everything else that's going on. And I've invited Dr. Lawrence Friedman back again because he is the man that I know that deals with this every single day. Poor posture and an overworking muscle in your jaw. Just have a think about the implications of that. You probably haven't because not many people are sitting around thinking, hey, what's going on in my jaw and where is this affecting me? I'll ask the questions here. Something can be off and you suffering with TMD, which is the disorder of your TMJ, and it can be structural. Your bite can cause your muscles to work excessively. Like, let's just think about this. Let's say you're a painter and that you're always painting overhead. You're always doing ceilings. Well, what's happening? You're using that same muscle all the time. And are you going to end up with one sore shoulder or another sore shoulder or another neck because you're doing the same thing over and over again? Quite possibly. Now, when you're eating, you're chewing. Your mouth, your teeth are coming together all the time. If you're clenching and you're grinding, well, that's happening overnight. It's even worse because you don't know what's happening and you can't stop it. But when you're eating all the time, your jaw has to work. And if you end up in pain because you're eating, then that's definitely not, it's just not a good thing. So one of the big reasons your bite can be off can be chronic mouth breathing, which we covered in episode 90. So please do head back there because this is becoming one of my favorite new topics. And, you know, Chris, when you're like maybe looking for a new car and then all you see is that car on the road, like it just (laughs) you just start noticing things. Right. So I don't know if it's social media posts or maybe if I'm hearing things differently, but. I hear the term mouth breathing happening a lot more than I did, like, say, three or four weeks ago, even. So I do think that this is a conversation that I think needs to happen and also needs to continue. The more that I've researched this, of course, there's always more to learn. And while it seems like such a simple thing, what hit me square between the eyes as I was listening to another dentist speak about mouth breathing and the really quite catastrophic issues of sleep apnea and along with TMJ to prepare for this episode is the number one nutrient is oxygen. That little O2 thing out there is the most important nutrient that there is. Of course it is. It's what we need it to breathe. But if you're not breathing properly or you're not breathing well, or you've got these issues in your jaw, that's going to affect how you're breathing. And therefore, I don't you can take my kid boost supplement, the superfoods in it till the cows come home. But if you can do the omega boost for all the (laughs) anti-inflammatory that you want, you can even do the Selmans, which are all part of my take this line, of course, that I talk about all the time on this episode or just on all the episodes, really, you know, but without oxygen, we're screwed. That's it. We're not going to live. And there's no other means by which to keep on living. So it was just one of those moments for me where I I just thought, oh, my God, we have to breathe 
better. Can, can I quote you on that? <laughs> Registered nutritionist Leanne Phillipson says, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. News we're at 11. We're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right? How many, how many times, Chris, how many things do we talk about on all like now 91 episodes about how you can do better? How can you eat better? Right. What about a supplement? You know, what about the, you know, you're exercising and, you know, that we talked about with Samantha and the and the strength training and like all of these ways in which we can help to be healthier. Yeah. And then it comes back to the, the most involuntary thing we do. Yeah. Right? The most basic thing. The very first thing we do the minute we pop out, you know, it, we start breathing. That's it. And it, so it comes back to that one basic thought is how do you breathe? How are you absorbing the oxygen yep. in each breath? And how, yeah. what's that doing to your body? And just as I took a step back, and maybe it just feels more profound to me, but I don't know. There was just something to it that just sort of stripped away all the other confusion and all the other things. And and I think in, and I hope what's coming up in this episode, but also in everything that we talked about in the last episode is, you know, taping your mouth together so that you're making sure that you're getting more oxygen. And the more that I look into this, you know, depression and anxiety and, you know, heart attacks and stroke and diabetes. Like we need oxygen. Like I just kind of kept coming back to this and I'm not going to keep going on about this for the next however long. Don't worry about it. I will, I will move on. But it was just one of those things that just really hit me square between the eyes. So I wanted to share that because, you know, we're talking TMJ, we're talking about a very specific topic and also sort of sleep and and really trying to bring, bring that in because I think we just sometimes, you know, food is so important and that's what this episode or that's what this podcast is all about. But there's also bigger things out there that we also need to be aware of. So Anyway, that's me on my oxygen soapbox. There you go. <laughs> that the breathing is so, so, so important. And, you know, with the situation of, of TMJ and TMD and, you know, let's say that you've got sleep apnea, you know, at that point, then you think, which came first? Was it mouth breathing or airway construction or um, not construction, construction, constriction, yeah. <laughs> constriction, or is it because you're eating a whole load of dairy, maybe, which can be mucus forming for certain people, not everybody, or is it that you're having too much sugar? Chris's number one nutrient and your body is just not, you know, you're not able to breathe through your nose, which means that you're not getting as much oxygen as you could. And then all these other things that happen after the fact just brings you back to this because you got to sleep well in order to have a good mood, in order for your heart to do what it needs to do, in order to just jump out of bed and feel good and not have that like brain fog and that you've got sustainable energy all day long. Now, with TMD, we just need some of those muscles to also relax, which, of course, need the oxygen in order to get into those cells. Now, from what I understand, the look of someone with TMJ is a little bit different. Some dentists say yes, some dentists say no. So there could be a situation where your jaw is set back a little bit more, whether you've had braces, you need braces or something like that. So this really is going to be just a big broad conversation about what's happening with your jaw and again bringing it back to because you got to eat and you got to use your jaw and you got to use your teeth so if there's a situation there that's fundamentally not going well then you know that's going to affect everything that you're going to eat
So I'd like to introduce Dr. Lawrence Friedman again. He's actually my dentist and he'll look after myself and my girls. He's been in the dentistry industry for 32 years and has many, many stories and gems that he could talk about. Now, he's a dentist that doesn't stop learning is how he describes himself. And he became interested in pain disorders. His special interest is definitely in the TMJ problems, orthodontics, and just overall full mouth rehabilitation. And really, he just looks at the overall health of your jaw, your mouth, and how on earth that has anything to do with the rest of your body. Now, I'll let him jump in and really break down the TMJ. MJ for us even further. So welcome back, Dr. Friedman, to uh, Eat This with Leanne. And today, while we last week talked about mouth breathing in episode 90, we're going to move on to something else that seems to happen a lot that I wasn't necessarily aware of and wanted to literally pick your brains all about is TMJ. So thank you for coming back. But for anybody that didn't catch last week's episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about the kind of dentistry that you practice and a little bit about yourself, please? I practiced my dentistry at uh, Bluer and Spadina. In Toronto, for anybody else that's in like, you know, Australia listening to this. That's right. Um, I've been a dentist for 32 years. Very early on in the trip, I started to learn about orthodontics, which led me to TMJ, which led me to integrative health, sleep. Um, And then I got into nutrition, naturopathy, and cranial sacral therapy. So I bring all of that when I work in knowledge, but my work in the office is mostly about dentistry, safe mercury removal, uh, TMJ disorders, sleep disorders, uh, as well as regular dentistry, working with a lot of ozone also. Very, very cool. And in your bio, which I put in last week's um, episode, I didn't realize that you gone to school for naturopathy as well. I, I had to spare three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And had nothing better to do. So I thought you'd put yourself through another course. I mean, that would just, just, it just integrating all of that together must just bring, you know, when you look at someone and you know, what's going on for them, there just must be so many other things going through your mind at the time. It's phenomenal. Let's say for TMJ disorders or for mercury safe removals, I now know okay, what's the way to detox them? What's the way to keep them safe? What's, what are they missing? Maybe I, I see digestive disorders, which of course everything's integrated and will have an effect on how pain, how they come out of it. If they're not sleeping well, I got to understand that. And then what are some supplements that I can maybe suggest along the way to Right. to help them get a better sleep. So integral and really a key part of why I'm bringing this up because we've talked about sleep before on other episodes, haven't we, Chris? Lately, we've had a whole bunch of of this discussion and you know, sleeping and eating are the two really key things for health. So, you know, there's exercise and all of those other things in there too. But so okay. to focus on, uh, um, on TMJ, can you just break it down for us? And like, how is somebody going to know that this might be an issue to then you know, do a deeper dive on for themselves and come and see someone like you or that, that someone specializes in? Well, TMJ stands for temporal mandibular joint. So the temples are the temples. Yep. Uh, the jaw is the mandible. And right in front of the ear is the joint. Got it. And there's a whole bunch of muscles, ligaments, blood vessels, tissues, bone, cartilage that all intersect in there as well of eight of 10 cranial nerves that all go right by that uh, crossroads. Wow. Um, everybody has TMJ. 
but some people have a TMJ disorder. Aha, there's the differentiator. Got it. Right. It's like I have me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Doesn't really mean much. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all got an E, but we don't have inflammation or an issue there. For people who have uh, TMJ disorders, some of the signs, the simple early signs are worn teeth, uh, clicking in their jaw, not opening, be able to take three fingers like Scouts Honor uh, and open your mouth and be able to put that in with space on your upper teeth, your lower teeth, and put that in sideways. Uh, it should open approximately 50 millimeters. I've been seeing a lot of people coming in and their dentist hasn't recognized that they're opening 25 millimeters and they say, is this a problem? Um, sometimes they have massive pain. Sometimes they have no pain. Uh, sometimes it creates neck problems. Other times it creates tinnitus, which is a ringing in the ears or a buzzing in the ears. Sometimes it's congestive ears. Um, Headaches can go from uh, above the eyebrows all the way to the back of the head along the cheek area. It can certainly alter posture in general. Mm. Uh, And we can get into that a little bit more because I actually measure all of that stuff. Yeah, that is definitely something that that came up as I was doing the research is how much it it just alters even how your, your alignment or your chin, like how you look even. Like, is there a particular look that someone has if they've got an issue or they've got TMD? Is that the right, right phrase now? Okay. You don't see pain on a person unless they're, they're wincing or they're just malaised or groggy or moody. Right. Um, you don't really see it, which is why it's so ignored. And the other really sad reasoning that I think of of ignoring it is uh, in days of yore, a lot of doctors were males and a lot of TMJ disorders, 90% are females, and they would Mm. dismiss them on a very regular basis. If you're coming to me into my office, taking your time, spending your money, there's a reason <laughs> you're not coming in there for a chat. Expensive so, chat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I have to listen and start to put things together. And I take their words as their words, because even if it is in their head, it's still real to them. And we have to address that. You know, sometimes I see no clicks, nothing, but they're a stress ball. So they're clenching a lot. So their muscles are real tight. Well, they'll have similar symptoms as somebody who's got a locked joint. Right. Uh, there's some people with locked joints and the, the bone is broken down and they have no pain whatsoever. It, mm. it astounds me, but those are the things I see. Uh, I see them splitting their teeth in half, even if they have no fillings on their teeth. A person can put on 1,200 pounds per square inch of force when they're asleep on their teeth. When they're awake, they can put on up to 300 pounds per square inch. Really? Uh, yeah. Bloody wow. hell, you do not want to get anything in anyone's mouth while they're sleeping. <laughs> Unless you need to crack nuts, uh, maybe make yes. oil, like you can set things in, this, in a particular manner. My wife's mouth guard must be made of titanium then. Chris, that's, that's such a huge thing. You, you have no clue <laughs> what I see. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great that you bring it up. People come to me with like one, two, five different night guards, and they say... 
this doesn't work. They either run holes through it or they talk about it making more pain for them. All of those things come up. It was about the right design because the wrong design, as I said, will make you grind more. And I'll get mm. into the neurology and teeth and how it stimulates the brain to do different actions. It could be blocking your airway uh, because it can allow your jaw to go back. So now you get into sleep apnea, snoring, that your jaw gets locked behind the appliance and it compresses the jaw joint so it actually inflames the joint area itself. So those are different things that I see. What is it that someone's going to finally say, I got to go talk to somebody different about this situation? Because you've said some people are in pain and some people are not in pain or some people have headaches. Who on earth is going to say all of a sudden, oh, my God, my headache is coming from my jaw where they've had headaches all their life? Like, what are the differentiators for ending up having a conversation with you about what's going on with this particular joint in their head? They've had headaches for life. You know, right. they thought it was normal. They've gone to their doctors. Their doctor says, here, take a, a pain medication, Advil and Aleve and Aspirin and Tylenol. The sense is, is that living on medication is, says there's a problem. Medication right. is a great way to get over a hump. It's not a place to live on. You know, I have people who go to chiropractors, osteopaths, um, acupuncturists, and I love all of them. I think they're all really great ways to go. Uh, the first thing you look at from headaches is actually dehydration. But if they're getting enough fluids and they've gone to chiropractor, osteopath, and they have to live there and they get relief for a short period of time, and, but it doesn't stay, they're usually in my world. I mean, the doctor is there to say, is there some horrible pathology? Is there something going on the head is there uh, god forbid tumors anything like that but it's great to rule that out ear nose and throat specialists when they have tinnitus or, or uh, other ear congestion let them rule that out but if they've ruled that out you're in my world the sad part is is 99 of all dentists have no clue about this they will make that mouth guard that most people would have, covers all of your teeth. Uh, it will protect your teeth and it give them credit for that. But the forces are still transmitted. So recession on the teeth still happens. The holes through the night guard still happen or cracks or worse. They still have headaches, neck aches. They start snoring and problems like that come up. So an appliance can be part of the treatment, but what can people do? First of all, they need to recognize that they have TMJ, which is then and like, you know, does this affect their eating? Does this affect their chewing? Does this affect like, you know, what is the the overall health implications other than the pain and the headaches or whatever for people who are suffering with this? First, I'd say it affects everything. They, they can only eat soft food. They grumpy i mean you know you're in pain all the time you are basically a cortisol factory right uh, structurally you'll have neck pains you'll have and sleep how does this affect your sleep when you're in pain you're not going to go through the stages of sleep properly and different stages do different things for you uh, okay. whether it's going into dreaming whether it's conjugating memory whether it's repairing structural like a physical or mental capabilities uh, just like any sport, training your body to do something over and over means when it's supposed to do it, it's ready to do it. 
So okay. meditating at different frequencies, I think, will allow your body to uh, transition into that stage of sleep easier. So for people, thank you for sharing that. So for people who recognize that they're in pain and that they've got issues, they're maybe going to come and see you, or maybe they are in somewhere like Australia and they can't, then what are the steps to dealing with this situation? And in the beginning, you talked about how, you know, we've got a joint going on there and then there's muscle that's overlaying on top of it, which I, to my understanding is just like a, it's a muscle that's overused so much. So I could imagine one of the things would be stop moving your mouth, <laughs> give your muscles a break, but that's not always, you know, that's not going to be possible. You can't talk, can't eat all of those kind of things. So like, you know, what are the steps to dealing with this situation? As you're aware uh, in my office, one thing that I tell every patient almost every single appointment is uh, say the letter N as in Norman. Uh, when you say N, your tongue goes to the roof of your mouth, right behind your front teeth. You then separate your teeth so they're just a little bit apart and you put your lips together so you're breathing through your nose. So you're breathing through your nose, your lips are together, your teeth are separated so you're not engaging the muscles that are creating the pain that you're talking about. And the tongue if you're swallowing properly and you're having it come across your palate, you're driving cranial sacral rhythms and your tongue's not between your teeth, creating the next set of orthodontic moves of your teeth that you don't want. So your teeth are stay in a more correct position. So the TMJ situation, and you know, I wanted to piggyback this after the mouth breathing episode that we did in the last episode, because you know, anything that happens in your mouth is going to affect your overall health. And I don't know, we, it was a long time ago, Chris, when we talked about just overall oral health anyway. So listeners can jump back to that. But really, the purpose of talking about this is so that you understand that there is another situation of pain going on in your body, that that is going to have, a, you know, hormonal cascade into lead to burnout, which is what we talked with Dr. Christine Matheson, um, naturopathic doctor a bunch of weeks ago too. So coming at health from this, you know, looking at the jaw and looking at, at what's happening for so many people, obviously this has to do with eating and, and health and things like that. Is this something that listeners can say, oh my gosh, I never knew I had this before and I'm going to position myself, as you said, with my teeth open a little bit. I'm going to say N for Norman and keep my tongue there. Like, are people misdiagnosed in this? If the TMJ is sorted out, how are they going to feel? Huge amounts of misdiagnosis. Uh, okay. They're going to the right practitioners in the wrong order. It's basically like, okay, I'm going to massage my leg because I have a thorn in my foot and right. think that I'm going to get better from that. The problem with the jaw joint is that if it's been misaligned, every time you bite down, you misalign it again. So then for the osteopath, cranial sacral therapist, it drives the temporal bones out of alignment. And if the temporal bones are out, it can drive the hips out of alignment and mm. in between the neck thoracic lumbar areas all go out of alignment and then you're going well i'm having a sore knee what's going on and maybe it's the jaw maybe uh i mean i see tons of neck disorders tons and tons of them getting cleared up when i do my work but i'm been around the block often enough to know great i can get the thorn out i still need these other practitioners to get things working 
So I regularly refer to osteopaths, and by regular, I mean every single patient. Right. Uh, I regularly talk to them about nutrition because if they're not getting that, they're not repairing the tissues. I'm usually going to get somebody better who's been in years and decades in pain within one to three weeks. That's almost such a regular thing for me to do. That's so fast. And what are you doing with them? Magic, of course. (laughs) Uh, I went to wizard school. Uh, I'm putting their jaw in the right position and I'm recognizing is there an airway issue? Is there an alignment issue? I'm using lasers to drop the inflammation as quickly as I can. I'm referring them to an osteopath to line up all the pieces below the shoulders that I don't touch. Really? Like there's a lot of people involved in this. And and I think a lot of the benefit to having osteopaths, craniosacral therapists is involved as well is, I mean, you just said inflammation, which right there immediately, I mean, your nutrition has to be in place, all the sugar that we love to eat is not so good for that, as well as, you know, the the more saturated fats, perhaps, but really also just not having enough antioxidants in your diet. We've talked about that on so many episodes. But what I'm also hearing you say is if you're out of alignment, then you actually need that manual work on your body to help you get back into alignment. No amount of blueberries is going to make that happen. That is so true because I, I, I get everybody from energy work, which I'm a big fan of and I'm all into frequencies, um, but frequencies aren't going to fix where my job position is and it's not exactly. going to where my, my hip position is. When alignment is out, blood vessels are, are minimized, they're squished, which means the nutrients that you eat don't get to those areas. Nerves could be compressed within muscles, which means information isn't transmitted back and forth. I always felt alignment is number one on the list. Nutrition uh, will help everything work fantastically quicker. Get that right. Right. You just need to, well, as our colleague and great friend, Dr. Cass says, you got to remove the obstacles to cure. Your body knows really what it needs to do in order to keep itself healthy and to heal itself. And what we're trying to do even in, within this conversation is, is to help you understand that, okay, so if you're not in alignment and there is a problem with your jaw that, yeah, that could be the problem with your, with your knee or your hips or something else that you're not actually finding the answer for because you're not thinking outside of the box. So just to quickly recap on those steps that you've mentioned a couple of times. So the steps, the first thing to do is to seek out someone who knows what they're talking about with TMJ and TMD. I'll put your link to your website on the show notes on leannephillipson.com so that people can click through and then find someone local to them um, to get this kind of support. And then I think I'm hearing you also say that you're going to send somebody off to see an osteopath anyway. And then what are the other steps after that or around that? Well, good nutrition is essential. Making sure your sleep is essential. Uh, Big fan of meditation. So that will help you just deal with the stressors. So maybe you won't clench as much. The lips together, teeth apart, tongue to the roof of your mouth. It's always a regular uh, piece of it. Uh, Sitting in front of a computer, boy, does that crush people. Uh, Making sure you sit up, you, you... protect your neck 
exercise in the reverse of that forward head posture. Repetitive strain injury on front of the computer, it's also a sign of poor breathing and you're just trying to open up your airways. So those are huge movers right off the bat. And the breathing issue can be, again, back to inflammation. And, you know, from what I've heard and read and the mouth breathing just keeps coming up again and again and again. And if you're just breathing through your mouth through the day or through the night, that is a huge driver to all these situations. It will drive jaw position if you're Sleeping with your mouth open, your jaw's not going to develop in the same way. If you're not swallowing properly because you're having dry mouth, you're breathing through it, you're not going to be stimulating your tongue to stimulate arch position. In a nutshell, if you're listening to this, head on back to episode 90 to to hear a little bit more about that because maybe something else has brought you to this particular episode, but we really did go through a lot of details about that and the implications of that, how it has, you know, just how it affects everything. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and um, your wisdom again on, uh, on this topic because it's just, it's another conversation that I believe needs to be had. And that people who are suffering out there, or if you don't realize that you're suffering, but, you know, there's stuff going on in our bodies that we just need to advocate for when you hear something and you think, oh, I'm going to go and check that out. So that really is the purpose to all of this. And thank you very much for being a part of that. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. All right. So have you noticed that you have a pain in your jaw? Or maybe you're one of those people, like Dr. Friedman said, where you don't have a pain in your jaw, but you suffer with headaches and you've got a lot of ear infections or had a lot of ear infections or just anything that Dr. Friedman really talked about to do with this. Now, this is not necessarily something that you can just fix yourself. It does sound, didn't it, Chris, that that you got to do a few steps. You got to look into a few things if you're dealing with this situation. And also, please note that your pain, your pain receptors in your adrenal glands always, always being on high is you know, it's not a good situation because your body sees that as a stress, even though you don't feel like, oh my God, you know, I just had an argument with my spouse or my kids are driving me crazy or I can't pay the mortgage or whatever that looks like. The body also sees that as a stress and as a stressor when you're in pain. So really, really important to understand and to know a little bit more about. There was a lot of information that Dr. Friedman shared there. You know, when I think about the things that I can add to what he said, the inflammation piece is huge. We talked with Julie Daniluk about that a few episodes ago as well. So please head back there and uh, have a listen to that. And knowing that your diet and sugar not being the number one thing that you're consuming every day is going to help absolutely everything that's going on. And with this TMJ being one of the most complex joints of the whole body, then you know, we do need to give it some attention. It's important, I think, to uh, something to take away is to bring up the letters TMJ with your dentist. If you yep. if you at all relate to some of the symptoms that Dr. Friedman or you brought up, uh, yep. I know with my wife, she was diagnosed with TMJ and yeah. it started for her with, with a, a locking jaw. 
And right. it slowly got worse to the point where she couldn't even giggle without her jaw oh, suddenly gosh. seizing up. And so that's where it started. But yet wow. up until that point, I mean, she's in her 40s at this point. Um, I'm sorry, 29, 29. She's 29. I, I, I keep <laughs> yes. forgetting. I keep forgetting. She oh. reminds me every day, but I keep forgetting. No, she, right, but she's been right, around, right. But we've all been around for a while. It's the first time we'd ever heard of it. And so she went through the process of being diagnosed and the, the, the therapies that come with it. And she feel right. she definitely feels better. Does she? Definitely. And if we have an opportunity to feel better, do it. Absolutely. I get it. We come from a generation. Our parents are like, well, you, you know, unless your leg's falling off, you don't go to the uh, emergency room. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I get it. That's what, how we were taught. But it, it seems silly now because we are so educated and we know so much. We have so much information now. We can look so deep into the human body and we can fix these things. So go out and fix them. <laughs> So, so, so important and just really a lovely place to end off. Thank you, Chris, for that. You're welcome. (laughs) So as always, reach out to us. Check out all the other episodes because we've got 90 other ones of them now, Chris. Holy smokes, we're coming up to 100. We better start planning for what on earth are we going to do for that big milestone. Our listeners are just, I hear so much more from everyone. Everyone's reaching out saying how much they're enjoying the podcast how it really is helping them to think in a in a different way and opening their eyes to all sorts of things that they never knew and they never that they never thought about and i think that's really one of the most important things because one of the big things i've heard from clients as long as i've been doing this which i don't know it's 22 years or whatever 23 years now is why didn't my doctor tell me about this why hasn't anybody brought this up before and i'm not saying anything about doctors everybody has their own thing that they understand but this is really just to expand your understanding so as always thank you very much for being along check out leannephillipson.com for more information about dr friedman and all the other episodes and share this share this with someone who you think needs to needs to hear about it rate it on all the uh, all the podcast platforms like itunes spotify and iheart radio and if you happen to be listening to this on the iheart radio app then you can head over to leannephillipson.com or spiritright.com for so much more and as always i'll finish off by saying to please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time